Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 65 of the Communication Coach Podcast. I hope you're well, whatever you're doing and that you're having a good weekend. It's Bank Holiday Monday here in the UK, it's Easter Monday and like most of the world we are experiencing our own challenges, our own new way of life, our own new way of being. Um, it's been about a month since I released my last podcast because uh, if you listen to me in general, you'll know that I've got three other businesses of which have been increasingly challenging over the last few weeks and have taken up most of my time. But I'm just in a position now of a bit of a clearer headspace to step back, have a look. And I was thinking, well, we talk about pivoting a lot in business. And actually, all of us have at the moment probably pivoted in some way, shape or form in our lives. And then my old boss released a post on what we can learn from people that have been held hostage before. So we were privileged enough when I worked on hostage and crisis negotiation unit to talk to those people that had been held hostage, some people for hours and some people for years. And there is a common thread that runs amongst that. And then I was thinking, well, actually, most of us have not never or not for a long time spent so much time with our families in a confined space or being with them for so many hours a day you know we're quite used to having our own routines having our own lives for example the kids go to school they're there all day we get on with what we have to get on with perhaps if we're with partners they go off and get on with what they get on with and then we generally all meet up at some stage in the day or the evening depending on what your lifestyle is and suddenly we're thrown into a lifestyle where we're around each other a lot more where a lot of us are working from home, where the kids are off school, where we're being asked to homeschool. And it just started me reflecting on, so how can I help you with the skills that I've learned over the years to uh, make this a period just a little bit easier for you or, f- or to, sh- to help you understand what might be happening in your fi- family dynamics and your family relationship? And yeah, it's great to spend time with those people that we love. But if we're honest with ourselves, the majority of the time that we do it is on our two week summer holiday where we're relaxed and generally away from the home environment and somebody else is looking (laughs) after us. So I'm going to share some stories with you about the challenges that I've had, what I've learned about that and how I've reflected on that and how I believe the things that I've learned through that can help you. So when this started in the UK and we start, so I have a gym, a coffee shop and a garage workshop as three of my hard standing businesses. What I mean by that is that they all have a premises. They're all in one location, so they're all together. So I bought my village garage. I converted the workshop into a coffee shop and a gym and I still have the garage workshop running alongside that as well as my coaching training business around communication. So what I have learned is I'm only only a two year businesswoman so to speak after doing 30 years in the Met Police and I had to go through lots of periods of change very quickly 
when we set the business up, but now as we've gone through this virus with COVID-19 and what that looks like. So, for example, the gym, one minute was open, one minute it was okay to be open, then it wasn't okay, and then suddenly we were shut. So having to deal with the emotions of shutting down a business, a premises, and thinking about how to pivot that premises and that business and how to take it online and still give a really valuable service to our community. And then with the garage, we were actually like, okay, actually the garage is okay. It seems to be working fine. And then very quickly, the customer base stopped by which I mean that our customers suddenly stopped coming in the normal way that they were coming and everything went very quiet and the outgoings were costing more than the incoming. So we had to look at that and review it and decided to make the very difficult decision to stop having work coming through the workshop and to stop providing the service that we were providing because we just couldn't afford to do that. And so we furloughed the staff. Uh, Again, a very emotional experience especially for me I have a very close relationship with all of my teams we're just a small business and in some way I felt that I'd let them down now the coffee shop is still going we've changed that to delivery only and that seems to be working well at the moment but it is literally a day-by-day challenge so I have been quite stressed I've been and when I'm stressed and I don't know if you can relate to this I internalize which means I don't necessarily show or share how I'm feeling, but I deal with the feelings inside my mind. So when this all began, I was very wrapped up in me and what I was feeling and the challenges that I was facing and my belief system. So my belief system being around what I was facing, what I was looking at. And when you do that, what generally happens is that you can forget about what's going on for other people. So then let me take Megan. So Megan's 13 and I'll take her because she's experiencing her own challenges and her own um, way of dealing with things. So by that I mean if you look at what's happening to the kids they are also experiencing massive change because they are going for an unprecedented time that they've never seen before, not that we've seen it before, whereby school is closed and school is going to be closed for some time. Now Meg deals with things in a very different way and that the way that she will deal with things is that she'll talk about them randomly in the middle of a subject so she won't sit down and articulate how specifically she's feeling. She won't say oh I'm worried about this or this seems weird but she will you'll you'll be talking about different subjects in her case animals are, are the subject I always find motivate her to talk about because they're her favorite subject and she'll start mentioning things and she'll she'll repeat and when you listen very carefully to what people say when they're worried about something or they've got something on their mind they will repeat specific phrases and I noticed that she kept talking about how many people were dying what it means and the difficulties that she was going through now In my mind, I was more focused on what was happening to me at the time. On reflection, I can can see all this now. But right in the moment, I was very wrapped up in, right, what's happening to me? Why am I feeling like this? What's going on? And it took me a little while to figure out or to hear what she was saying to the point where I was like, hmm, I think this is worrying you. I think this is worrying you because you're repeating the same words you're talking about 
bits and pieces and I'm beginning to pick up on some emotion. So I was able to stop what was happening in my mind and focus what was happening on hers. But not before I'd become a little bit irritated. So I remember a conversation whereby I was having a particularly tough day, lots of challenges going ahead in my head. And I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's, it's just as it is. So I was coming at life from my perspective in an emotional frame of mind. So from an emotional perspective rather than a logical perspective. And I was having a conversation with Megan and she was the same. She was coming at her perspective from an emotional perspective rather than a logical perspective. And I remember her saying something. I remember saying something about how difficult it was that I was finding it. And she, and, I, and she said something along the lines of, well, at least you can still speak to people. I can't even talk to my friends. And I really wanted to say, you've got FaceTime, you'll get over that. I'm pretty much asking people to stop work, having to break the businesses up, and I don't know what's happening. You know, all about me, 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 me. <laughs> this is all about me, 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 me. And I didn't say that. I managed to stop myself. So I managed to press the big pause button and walk away from the conversation and reflect on it and go, well, hang on, actually, I'm really coming at this just from my own perspective uh, and not from Megan's perspective. So I thought about that and we had a chat and I listened to what she was saying in a very logical frame of mind rather than an emotional frame. Now, my partner is a police officer and is still working uh, extremely hard through these challenging and difficult times and having to balance lots of bits and pieces as well as trying to work from home. And I have, or had, I should say, the, the fear of, okay, well, every time you go out of the house and come back, you might be exposing yourself to COVID-19, bringing that back into the house. I actually can't afford to be ill. And I can't afford to be ill because I'm trying to keep my free businesses alive, keep 12 people employed, keep money coming in. And again, coming at everything from my perspective. And I noticed I was getting quite anxious about this. And I was saying, do you have to go to work? Do you have to go in? And when I managed to sit down and work through this, and it's taken a while, don't get me wrong, this is, you know, this has been like a, a week, two weeks of me really reflecting and thinking about this. I was like, what is driving that fear? And it's the fear of lack of control. So, so often we come at life or a challenge from a perspective of fear. And that fear is generally driven by not being in control. And we're generally not in control because we're very emotional, we feel out of control, we don't know what the future holds. And when we, when we don't know what the future holds or we can't see it from a logical perspective, that drives our fear. And when that fear kicks in, so does fight or flight and so does all the emotions that come with being a human and then all of those emotions get taken out on other people generally because they reflect on our behaviours and our communication. So once I've reflected on that, once I had a, another conversation with my other half around what I was thinking and feeling, where they were coming from, things began to settle down because I could see their perspective, their point of view. So I talk often about coming at life through your own lens, through your own perspective, based on your values and belief systems and your experiences. And I'm guessing if that's happening in my little household, it's going to be happening across the world in everybody else's household, especially where you have lots of different conflict going on. Perhaps you've got younger children who are in conflict with their own siblings, 
in conflict with you when you're sitting down to do homeschooling. Now, I'm incredibly grateful for where I live. I have space and I can only imagine how difficult it is for those people that are are crammed into a small apartment or a small flat and you're doing your best to create a new routine in your life, homeschool your kids, live with the fear of what is this all about and I don't feel in control and perhaps also have a partner who's doing exactly the same and you're having to try and create new routines. So I've just got a couple of tips for you. I can't change I can't change the world, but I'm just hoping that this will help, okay? So all of my business mentors and mastermind groups and gurus talk about pivoting your business. So if you can pivot your business, so for example, the gym we've taken online, the coffee shop we've gone delivery wise, the garage we've had to close, conserve money, conserve energy so that we can reopen and still have a good business, a good business model. And I think that we're going to have to change a few of our business models as we move forward. And life is like that. You have to pivot your life as well. So you're pivoting around how do we create a new routine? How can we homeschool? Can we create a bit of a space that becomes the workspace and then the rest space? Can we create somewhere where when you are feeling particularly stressed or challenged or emotional or you've just had enough and you just need to go and take some time out for you and get a little bit of headspace? Can you create that wherever you are? So think about ways that you can pivot your life. Now, we often talk about a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. So let me just explain that to you. So a growth mindset is you ask yourself questions to help you out of the situation. A fixed mindset will be something along the lines of, well, I can't change. So let me give you an example of how can I change my routine? So if you're in a fixed mindset and you're thrown into this whirlwind that we're experiencing at the moment... Your inner dialogue is likely to be saying things to you like, I can't do this, I can't do that, I don't want to do this, why do things have to be like this? If you're from a growth mindset, you'll be asking your questions of, what will work for us? What can I do to create this? What routines can I put in place? How can I make the best of the situation that I currently face? Now, earlier I mentioned about people that have been held hostage. And those people that survived were of a growth mindset. I say survived. I, I don't mean it that they survived the, um, the, the kidnap. What I mean is when they've come out and they've talked about how they managed to get through it. Once they developed a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset and started to take back a little bit of control. Because having a growth mindset allows you to take a little bit of control back in your life by getting you to ask yourself some questions. And when you ask questions, your mind immediately starts to look for the answers to them. So when you say things like, right, what can I do? Then your mind now is looking for, it's like a little Google search. It'll start looking for, actually, what can I do? What can I do to make the difference here? So let's say you live in a one-bedroomed flat. You've got a couple of children and they need homeschooling. Let's say you're on your own. Let's use that example. So what can you do with your space? Can you create something? What can you create? Can you create a corner? Can you, can you have like a, the school in one corner? So that's where you do your teaching during the day with the kids or for an hour. And then you have a play space. So when you come out of that space, you know that that's the play space. What about a space for you? 
what can you implement in your life and your family where you go actually I need 10 minutes let's all have a different 10 minutes whereby we just spend time with ourselves and having some moments of reflection now that might not be possible that might not be possible at all but it might be that when your kids are resting or watching the tv or that they're reading a book or that they've gone to sleep that might be the time that you get your time and that you get your meditation creative space or just time for a bit of mindfulness for yourself now I mean, people talk about meditation, I don't know about you, but I always thought it was, I have to be somewhere, I have to be able to do this, I have to stop my thoughts. And actually, it's not like that. It's just about being in the moment, calming those thoughts down. And there's loads of apps that you can get now. Or even if you just breathe, if you just breathe slowly in and slowly out, counting and focusing on the breath, that will help your thoughts to just calm down. And if you're feeling anxious or anxiety, that will again just help you to get some sort of control back. So think about how you can pivot your life from how it used to be, because this is different now. And whether we like it or we don't like it, and I'm going to suggest that most of us don't like it, but there are some things that we can take away from this. What about your differing perspectives? So we talk about seeing the world through your own lens. So even if your kids are small, they're going to see the world through their own lens and through their own experience. And sometimes they're not going to be able to formulate into words what they're thinking or feeling. And so the behavior will come out rather than the words in a communicative way. So see if you can work out what's going on for them, the way that they're looking at the world, the same way that I was doing it with Megan. When I wasn't looking at her perspective, I was just very inwardly focusing about the challenges that I faced. And perhaps you're scared about money and you're fearful of how that's going to work. And so you find yourself internalizing and thinking about that all the time. And maybe if you can just put that to one side and spend some time in the moment individually with your children or with your partners or with your friends or your parents, whoever you're living with, or even if you're living on your own, just on your own, to give yourself some headspace, turn the news off, go and reflect on how you're thinking and feeling and what can you take control of. I've just talked about meditation and having mindfulness and having some headspace, creating that time out, whatever that looks like for you, creating a new routine. And when I first started my businesses, I always felt that I was chasing my tail, constantly fighting fires, chasing my tail, running around, and couldn't find any structure. And my business coach said to me, have a timetable like when you're at school. So have the time that you're going to get up, have the time split when you're going to do your finances or your marketing or you're going to speak to your team or you're going to have your meetings and set that time like you were at school because when we were at school we would just follow the timetable unless of course you were playing truant but we would generally follow the timetable so even in the easter holidays when the kids aren't at school have a timetable so you will know where you're at and you get into a routine because we know especially with kids that when they're in a routine it's much better for them they feel more in control they're not in fear and it's the same as adults. When we're in a routine, we have a purpose to get up for. We have a reason for getting up. We can move our day forward rather than it just drifting and rolling. And when things drift and roll, it creates fear because we're not in control. So take back the tiny bit of control that you can, what's immediately in front of you. And again, if I reflect on talking to hostages exactly the same imagine having no control over your life so someone's taken all your freedom away 
And the only thing you can control is what's immediately in your little room. So you can control what time you get up, how you start your day, how you exercise, what food you eat to a certain degree. So take back those little bits that you can control because it will help you and it will help to settle down any anxiety and it will help you to start interacting with people and behaving in a different way. And then finally, I've just got create new habits. So this is a time for us to stop what we've done in the old ways and start creating new habits. Now, I've, I've noticed particularly, so I everything's closed now for me on a Sunday. And for the last oh, nearly two years, I've worked every Sunday. In fact, I've worked every, every day of the week, seven days a week. And this has made me stop. And the other thing that I do is I speak to my parents every day and I used to speak to them once a week and I like that I like that I speak to them every day I like that I have Sundays off because it gives me time out it gives me time to spend doing other things and time with my family and I think they're two habits that I'm going to keep when I all of this is over those two and FaceTime with my sister you know like three or four times a week whereas I'd be lucky if I spoke to her once every two weeks because we were both so busy so that habit that new habit I've created there I'll, I'm going to keep I'm going to move that habit with me now into the future so what habits can you create what can you learn f- from this what can you bring that you have enjoyed into your new routine so four different things there let me just recap for you so pivot your life pivot your life and start to take control back on it. Remember that we all come at things from a different perspective. So you might be listening to this and thinking, well, that's just not going to work for me. And I appreciate that because we all have a different perspective. Mine is based on experience and other people's experiences. And so I like to reflect a lot on what's happened in my life and the lessons that I've learned from them and then share with other people, like reading new books. So remember, we all have a different perspective and that will go for you, your partners, your parents, your kids, your friends, your family. We'll all have a different perspective on it. You only have to read all the social media that's going on at the moment with what's happening and what people believe are right and what people believe are wrong. And then create space for you and for others. So create a place in the house or the garden where you can just have a bit of time out and reflect and get away from people because it's hard to live 24-7 with somebody else constantly. So just have some time out. And even if that is just a chair that you go and sit in and that people in your family know that's a chair where you go and just plug your headphones in and you have that time out. I work with a member of my team in the personal training side. And when he has his hood up, that's he's in his time. So when he's in the office... And he's got his hood up. Everyone knows not to disturb him. So it's as simple as that. So create something that works for you and your family. And then finally, create new habits. Is there something from this that you've learned and actually implemented and you think, do you know what? I really want to keep that forward. Or can you create a new habit that helps you to manage your emotions, manage that fear that perhaps you're feeling at the moment, that control that might be lacking? What can you implement? And a a, a simple way to start is how you start your day. There's a great talk on uh, YouTube 
from a very high-ranking military officer. It's called Make Your Bed. And when you join the military, and it was certainly the same when I joined the police cadets, you were taught how to make your bed. And that was the first thing you did as soon as you got up. Because when you start your day by making your bed, you've achieved something. And immediately it sets you on the right foot. Because you've promised yourself, you made yourself a promise that you were going to do that and you do it. So it might be that you get up at a certain time. It might be that you go and walk around the garden. It might be that you have 10,000 steps that you're going to achieve. No matter what, even if you're in your apartment or flat, you're going to achieve your 10,000 steps. It might be today that you're not going to eat sugar. I doubt it. It's Easter Monday, so lots of people are eating chocolate. But do you see what I mean? It's just about setting yourself small little targets and creating new little habits that will help you to take back control step by step. I hope you found that useful, that last 25 minutes of how to survive lockdown at home in the COVID-19. I wish you all well and I hope you're safe. Let me know if there's anything that I can help you with. I'll be doing some more of this, some more how we can survive lockdown, how we can keep ourselves sane, how we can remember that it's not all about us all of the time and that everybody else is experiencing their own challenges. And sometimes just knowing that helps. Um, it doesn't always help us to reflect and communicate well, and we'll talk about that uh, in another episode. But for now, good luck and take good care of yourselves, and I'll speak to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Coms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.